Good morning. Welcome to the Agent on the Go podcast. I'm your host, Jason Allen, with Farmers Insurance. We have a special guest today. He is a true entrepreneur. Um, he's a member of the Grapevine Chamber, and we're giving him a proper introduction so you all can get to know him. Um, he's originally from El Paso, Texas. He currently lives in Louisville. He's married to the beautiful Susie, and he is the owner-operator of I Put Better um, and a bunch of other little businesses, but we'll, we'll talk mostly about I Put Better. My guest today is Mr. Paul Russo. Paul, thank you for joining me today. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me and uh, being number 12. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, lucky number 12, like you said. Yes, Thankfully, yes, you yes. weren't number 13. That's um, okay. I'm not superstitious too much. That might have to be a special episode. As, as a golfer, get, yeah, get someone like uh, that's superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to do this. Um, I wanted to have you on the show because you are a true entrepreneur. You have had multiple businesses. Um, but the main one that I know you through is I Put Better. Um, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit, um, me being a, a very big golfer. Um, I don't play as much as I used to, as much as I want to. Um, but for the listeners at home, what exactly is I Putt Better? I Putt Better, we specialize in putting training. Okay. So basic putting training. We use some visualization tools to teach you whether you're, when you're impacting the ball, if you're straight, you're open, or you're closed. Mm -hmm. And with our visualization tools, it's a it's a mat with we don't use a ball, we use a puck, which is different, but it gives you instant feedback as soon as you hit it through use of lines, and you'll know immediately if you're open closed. And then we, if we're at a tournament, we can work with you. Our instructions that come along with it, mm -hmm. and the actual inventor is in Oregon, it's made in America. I knew his wife through another network marketing company. Mm -hmm. And I saw his product and I thought, you know, this is this is pretty neat. You know, I said, tell me about it. So he told me about it. He's an inventor. He's a golfer. He's a baseball player. And he says it's basic physics. When you hit something, it's going to remain in, in movement until it stops. And it's going to go the way you hit it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to magically change without some kind of slope or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's basic putting. And he gave me a few and I passed them out to my golf friends mm -hmm. for couple of years, you know, just doing some market research. Is this really something I really want to form a real business versus some of the other things I did? And they all loved them. They said, you know, I've been looking for this all my life. I gave it to some high school golf coaches. They gave it to their players. They started improving within two weeks. Mm -hmm. And when I lend one of these out, I always go back two weeks for two reasons. One, I need it back, <laughs> you know. And two, when they miss it, they're guaranteed to come buy one. Mm -hmm. So there we go. <laughs> it's a marketing boy. Excellent. And for, uh, well, I can't even think of the word, but I'm not a golfer. Okay. I'm an entrepreneur. Yep. And I've learned about golf more than I have in the past. So mm -hmm. while you're not playing, I'm learning. <laughs> and reading books on putting and working with other golfers and, and, and things like that. And mm -hmm. I do a pretty good job. And people go, you do a pretty good job with the lingo and all this kind of stuff for not being a golfer. Mm -hmm. But the golfers... A lot of them appreciate the fact that I've taken the time to learn mm -hmm. about golf mm -hmm. and that as opposed to being an entrepreneur selling a product and have no idea what golf is. Gotcha. Now, has this, since you have learned about golf and you're in the golf space now, is it getting you interested enough to play golf? Yes. <laughs> but as you know, it requires just a little money. 
a little bit. Yes. So I need some more people to buy some more of our product. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I play pretty well. Okay. So it's like anything else you do, you get really good at it. And then when I'm trying to show people how a product works, mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I'm either open or closed. Okay. To show them that it actually actually works. Actually works. Yes. Um, I can take a ball, a ball that just a regular golf ball, even though we use a puck, and I can putt straight down the line because mm -hmm. I practiced enough. Yeah. It's a basic putting. It's not taking into effect all the things you're going to see on the course. Mm -hmm. Can you get from point A to point B straight? Mm -hmm. Most golfers or putters will say, I hit it. I'm not really sure why it's going that way. Mm -hmm. Our visualization tools work with that okay. in mind. Gotcha. So you mentioned one marketing tool that you use, um, giving it to someone for two weeks and then taking it away from them. How else would you market something? Because I've never seen something like this on the market before, and I've been playing golf for, I guess, 25 years or so. Yeah. So how else do you market this product? Um, I market, my initial thought when I, would, when I marketed this is like the inventor, golfer to golfer one, mm -hmm. you know, doing an online thing. You know, I have an online store. We're not really pushing this store. Um, it is unique, and most people haven't seen it. It's big in Japan. Okay. One, because of space. We can lay the, our greens down anywhere. He's been featured in Golf Digest Japan, okay. so that helped. Mm -hmm. And he sells a ton of them through Sharper Image. Okay. Because Sharper Image has unique things mm -hmm. that you haven't seen before. If you've ever been in a catalog or an actual Sharper Image store, yep. you know they have all kinds of unique things. Weird things. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, huh, but I have to have one. Yes. Right? It's Absolutely. One of those. So what we have found is knowing that we can, the greens actually come white and we print directly on them. Okay. So it's a green because it's golf, but yep. it can be any color. Mm -hmm. It can have any, we can print images on it. We can put logos on it. As long as it's uh, legal and not adult to adultish, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> um, so what we're actually, where we're actually in the space is working with companies that are looking for something unique and different. You said you've never seen anything like this before. Mm -hmm. And that's, what people are buying them because they want to market. They have customers. A gentleman in Florida buys from us. He has an earth moving company. He rents all the huge equipment to build buildings and move the earth and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to rent one of these things for like three months to push the dirt around yep. and make it look flat. He, act, he has his name on them and he gives them away to his customers because they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars plus. Mm -hmm. And it's a gift for them. So it's a marketing, they roll it out. It has his name on it. Okay. Um, so our space where we're finding is in custom branding, okay. unique marketing product known as seen. We're also working with nonprofits okay. and it's a twofold with nonprofit. We sold 144 to Frisco family services. They put their logo on it and then their Frisco family services and they gave them away a swag bag. Okay. items mm -hmm. for golfers. Yep. They bought enough so they'd have some for a few years. Yep. The other area that we work with nonprofits is if you're doing, and it doesn't have to be golf. I mean, they do a lot of other things where golfers are involved, some of their their dinners and all these things. So it's not just doesn't have to be a golf product. It can be, mm -hmm. you know, a golfer or, or some other golfers. What we talked to them about is they're doing a golf tournament. They're looking for sponsors. Mm -hmm. 
And I, you're, I think you're one of the ones. Did I ask you one time saying, what do you, what would you want in a swag bag besides yep. a, a ball and mm-hmm. a different thing and yep. some teas and yep, a bottle know. opener. Like yeah, now I have yeah, 75 bottle buddies. openers that I'll never use. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's the uniqueness of this product. So what we talked to them about is, so say there's a nonprofit, they're looking for some items that they can turn around and have someone sponsor. So I work with them and say, you're looking, hey, I want to sponsor. I'd like to sponsor, but, you know, I'm not going to do the golf cart. I don't want to do the sunglasses. But I can say, well, we have this unique putting device. Hmm. And you can put your logo and your brand on it for a price. Yep. So I give them my price. They turn around and get a person like yourself, a business owner. And those those are the people that usually are, are sponsoring because they want their name out. Absolutely. It's a marketing thing. Yep. And so I'll sell it to them. We'll just say a number. I'll sell them to them a thousand dollars, and they'll turn around and they'll sell it to you for two thousand dollars. The reason being is you're going to sponsor. You know you're going to pay more because you're helping to fundraise. Yep. And so they can do it either way: buy them themselves or make it a sponsorable item. Okay. And we can do pretty much as many as they want. Gotcha. And awesome. So those are some of the those are really the channels that are working for us. Mm-hmm. It's a gr- organic growth. Once you, as farmer's agent, you give you know, 72 of them away to a golf course or a, a tournament, and they'll start using it, and they'll get better, the person, and their friend will say, you know, your putting is improving. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, I have this, this mat. This mat. Yep. And they'll get back to the nonprofit, and the nonprofit will either mention you or me. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of grows organically Okay. from initial sales. The organic takes a little while, Yep. but that's where you get to the individual goal. Yep. So that's what we're looking at. Okay. So how long have you been involved with this venture? November 25th will be three years. Okay. So we started in the middle of the pandemic. Okay. Um, no particular reason why or not. It was just like decided to do this, hanging out the house, you know, like everyone else mm-hmm. was. And it just kind of came together where we actually decided to make a real company, an LLC with an S-Corp option, as opposed to just doing um, some network marketing and just some stuff on the side mm-hmm. and just not really. So, you know, when you get a business, yep. I'm not an accountant and I'm not a bookkeeper. <laughs> so I had to get a bookkeeper mm-hmm. and I have to have an accountant. Yep. And you have to have, you know, a lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, at least on retainer, not a high-end <laughs> one, but there's a lot of expenses doing a, a business. Absolutely. Uh, my office at VentureX, Okay. That's an expense. Yep. But it provides me a place, not quite as fancy as your office here, but it provides me a space where I can have meetings, but it also legitimizes mm-hmm. the business because when you're talking about taxes and write-offs and the IRS and things like that, yep. they're looking closer at home offices. Yep. So real business is expensive. Gotcha. Awesome. So what is your favorite part now? So you've been doing this for three years. But this isn't your first venture as an entrepreneur. You've oh, had no, multiple no. businesses. Yeah, yeah. So what separates this business from, say, some of the other businesses you've done? Well, let me tell you the first couple of businesses because people always find this unique. Okay. My first entrepreneurial experience was seventh grade. Okay. People going seventh grade. Yeah, I sold Tic Tacs to my, my classmates. Okay. My parents, we went to this uh, going out of business, selling everything, including the lights. Mm-hmm. And they had this, it was called a tic-tac tree. They don't have them anymore. Okay. But it was individual tic-tacs in this plastic thing, and they, uh, you plugged them into the side. And it okay. was tall. 
Okay. So people just call them Tic Tac Trees. Mm -hmm. Tells you how old I am. <laughs> so as I tell the story, because it sounds better, I took a no interest loan from my parents. Okay. And bought this Tic Tac Tree. Sold them to my friends at school. Okay. Turned around, paid off my loan. Okay. So I'm good, good loan wise. Yep. And I had enough to buy two more. Okay. So I made profit. So I went back and bought two more. Mm -hmm. Sold those. Went back. And this is the course of like less than a month. Okay. And the store was closed. Okay. Because it was going out of business. So that was my. <laughs> that was the end of that business. That was the end of that business. But I had secured a loan from my parents with no interest. Okay. Made enough money to go back and buy two more. Okay. I was going back to buy. Three or four more, mm -hmm. and I knew they were going out of business. But it's like let, let's just let's see, see what happens. And so that was my first experience as an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. since then, I found out I could mow yards and make money mm -hmm. by a car. You know, but let me tell you, I was only getting six bucks a yard, not thirty-five, oh. forty, or fifty. Oh my God! Okay, yeah, this is back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> this is late seventies, yeah. late seventies, early eighties. Okay, you know, it's like people are like, but. Um, what I liked about this is I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. You know that. Yep. People on the recording will, that know me know that. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy being around people. It's fun being outside. Mm -hmm. um, just getting to know people. And, you know, you spend a lot of time out at tournaments, and there's cost to have canopies and things like that. But you, we usually set up at the putting green because we are a putting company. Mm -hmm. And when everyone goes and, and plays, we'll get usually have a golf cart. And we'll drive around and visit the other sponsors and talk to the golfers as they're driving by or if they're pulling up and we're there. It's like, so how many hole-in-ones have you made? Yeah. That's the favorite one because everyone's <laughs> like, you know, they, they, never tell you, they never tell you the golf truth. I'll say that. <laughs> we're all a bunch of liars on the that's golf right, course. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, everyone's made a hole-in-one. Exactly. And, um, you know, the chamber, you mentioned the chamber, you know, there's a lot of business people there. Mm -hmm. It's been very good for me mm -hmm. in the way of referrals and things like that. Yep. And I, I enjoy business. Okay. And just being around people and, you know, why not make a little money? It's a product that I believe in, and that's an important thing if you're starting a business. Mm -hmm. It's like even a job. If you don't really like it, you're not going to stick around and you're not going to put your effort forth. Mm -hmm. Like I told you this morning, after I walked the dog at 5 o'clock in the morning, I did my weekly newsletter yep. before I came over here. Mm -hmm. So we have a weekly newsletter that teaches all aspects of golf. Right okay. now we're theming. I do themes, so we, it was, uh, Ryder Cup was a couple of weeks ago, so we interrupted, did a couple of Ryder Cups, okay. and then we did uh, uh, managing your golf swing, mastering your golf swing, okay. and then mastering your grip, mm -hmm. and today's was posture in your golf swing. Okay. So I'm just kind of working through yep. the basic steps of things you should think about, mm -hmm. and instead of just being kind of a random newsletter, I'm trying to theme them and then when I finish with that then I'll go through another okay. theme of things. So I'm trying to teach mm -hmm. through the beyond putting. Okay. When I'm doing my newsletter just to try to get the whole golf theme into what we're doing. Gotcha. So how has it been getting your wife on board with all these entrepreneurial adventures? Adventures. Um she knows and she knew when we were dating that I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> and we had a video production company for 11 years. Okay. And we got to the point where it's either we go into a storefront, hire a bunch of people, or we don't. Mm -hmm. and the decision was not. It's kind of a rough decision because after 11 years, we did mainly religious talks. Okay. Um, so we started out small with just a little camera, just kind of recording for ourselves. Some asked if they could have a copy. Mm -hmm. And then they said, can you 
dating myself, VHS. <laughs> That's all right. My kids don't have no idea what a VHS yeah, is. Yeah, they saw it once and it like it was landed from yes, the moon. It's like uh, black and white, what's that? <laughs> and then they said, Well, can you take the audio off and make us some cassettes? Okay. I'm like, sure, not really sure how to do it, but like Sir Richard Branson says, say, you just get a, say you just yes. get a boombox and put it up in the speaker. Exactly. Say yes and figure it out later. <laughs> exactly. And so it just kind of butted into a business out of that. And we get to the point where we had people sending us their audio, asking us to clean it up. Mm -hmm. And then they would ask us to resell it for them. Okay. Uh, we mailed around the world, Latvia, Australia, England, all over the United States. Just So it was kind of one of those decisions, what do we do? We just decided to move on. Okay. Um, it was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. We did most of the, everything at the house. Okay. We didn't really establish an LLC out of it. Mm -hmm. We had duplicators and printers that would print on CDs when we got out of the business. My wife, she helped with all of that. Okay. You know, and we made some money and then we didn't. And some of the other things, sometimes she goes, you know, you're just, we're not making any money of these <laughs> things. I'm like, yeah, but you know, we have to try. Yeah. And so she's always been pretty good with, and this, you know, she sees that, we see the our little slice of the multi-billion dollar mm -hmm. golf industry that we're going to get. Yep. But like every business, it takes time. Absolutely. So we, in the last six weeks, have really turned a corner with some of the introductions and some of the meetings we've been to. And we can tell that we're moving beyond the, oh, we're starting trying to figure it all out. To, mm -hmm. And we have things in place, CRMs, funnels, Contacts. Uh, we're business partners with some sports outfits, um, not around golf, basketball, mm -hmm. and other things, okay. and hockey. Mm -hmm. But it all works. Yep. You know, hockey and golf go together. Mm -hmm. You have sticks. Similar sport. Similar sport. Mm -hmm. You know, I told the guy, I said, well, a hockey stick, you can hit someone with a golf club and you just bang it into the ground. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is, some of the other ones still exist. We mm -hmm. do some other things. Uh, we're really heavy into customer service. Okay. We do a lot of follow-up. And the businesses and the network marketing companies I've been in, a lot of them have been about follow-up and appreciation. And so I utilize that whole skill set to keep in touch with people, okay. appreciate them. I use cards in the mail a lot and mm -hmm. thank them and just kind of keep them in the, in the whole circle because if they get outside the circle, mm -hmm. current customers are the easiest ones to do business with and get referrals from. Yep. The way you keep them is to send them newsletters, ask them how they're doing, interface with them in social media these days. Mm -hmm. Even LinkedIn, I'm more on LinkedIn than I am in Facebook okay. because there's 4,700 golf groups in LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I've made some sales and some friends and a new product, which we can talk about later, Yep. off LinkedIn. Okay. And so we're just starting to offer it. Okay. And so business is in my brain. Okay. You know, and yeah, I've had the 40 hour week jobs, but I've always had something else gotcha. that I've been doing. And I've taken some jobs to work around the ideas, the, the ideas and entrepreneurship that I've done. So is it a sacrifice? Yes. But it, ultimately, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. I'm like you, I'm a, I'm a business owner. Yep. I enjoy being out. You're out all over the place, mm -hmm. you know, and we do what it is we do. And, and my wife has a good job. Yeah. And everything gets paid, and you know we just work through it. Okay. So if someone wanted to be an entrepreneur, wanted to start their own business, what? And you had a lot of experience doing this, so you're probably the right person to ask. What recommendations would you give them if 
for them to get off the ground. The first thing, they have to find something that they like to do, really love to do, mm -hmm. and are willing to put time, energy, effort, and money. Mm -hmm. And they need to talk to people about it to see if other people in their space that are business people think it's viable. Mm -hmm. Family is not always the best people to ask mm -hmm. because in some of the books I've read, you know, everyone has a place in the family when you try to step outside of your place in the family. Mm -hmm. And it's not usually done on purpose. Some of the psychology, there's mm -hmm. a book out there, uh, What's Your Sabotage? Okay. And it talks about family placement and mm -hmm. where they think you should be here and you're instead of driving up in a Volkswagen, you drive up in a Corvette and they're like, wow, he thinks he's special. <laughs> That's one of the examples that they okay. use. And it's just kind of a, you have to, if you're, whoever your partner, spouse, whatever, mm -hmm. they have to be on board mm -hmm. because it takes a lot of time. Yep. You know, you're away from the house, away from your spouse, unless it's something they can get involved with and they want to get involved with. And then you have to look at the cost involved. What is, if you're going to do a real business, you need to do at least an LLC because there's a lot of tax involved. What does that cost? Mm -hmm. People go to their accountant, not the way to go. Mm -hmm. They need to reach out to a legal shield representative. Okay. Um, what is it going to cost you to ultimately get a bookkeeper, ultimately get accounting, uh, CPA, so you can take some of the benefits of being in a business? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, what is it? Is it a product or a service? That's the thing you have to offer. One of the things that's unique about me, when we go to chamber members, what do I have? You have a product. I have a product. Yep. And what do you have? I have more of a service. More of a service. It's not a bad thing because yeah. there's products and services out there. Mm -hmm. So even right now in my pocket, <laughs> I have one of our pucks here. Okay. Clank on the, that's the puck. Okay. And I have our new product too, which is the big ball. Oh, yes. So, you know, I and that's part of what works for me because mm -hmm. I have a product. Yep. Our putting greens come in this nice triangular red box, right? Mm -hmm. Red is not anger. Red is passion. Mm -hmm. So people have to you know, realize red is passion. Yep. But red attracts the eye. Yep. So it costs me to get these things to make them. So there's, there's a cost in the products for me. Mm -hmm. And then I have to turn around and resell them. So I have inventory, mm -hmm. which means there's just money sitting there until I sell them. Unless yep. it's like we're in a tournament, it's a... Here, here's the product, here's the check, you're done. Yep. You're going to spend a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have a lot of uh, angst. Is it going to work? Is it not? I'm spending all this money. Am I really going to make it? Are you putting in the time, energy, and effort? Mm -hmm. I've already told you, after I walked the dog six o'clock this morning, I was doing newsletters. Yep. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to spend half a day at a tournament and then go home? pack your stuff up, go home, unpack it, and then sit down and say, okay, I had all these people hit my QR code. What do I do with them? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, the next thing I need to do is I need to send them an email tomorrow. Not in a week, not in a month. Yep. First email needs to go out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Did you pre-stage that email? Or do you have to sit there at night and when right. you're tired and beat because you've been in the sun all day <laughs> or in the cold? Mm -hmm. And are you willing to do that? Yeah. Are you willing to say, yeah, I'll show up at your office uh, early in the morning to do a podcast because I have all these other things that I still need to do today all related to golf. Time, energy, and effort. And if you have a 40-hour-a-week job, you have to think about how can you utilize lunchtime. I used a lot of lunches going to meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't be there until 9, so I did early morning networking. Okay. 
lunch and evening. Mm -hmm. So I'm working from early morning until eight or nine at night, just the job and trying to get people to understand what it is I'm doing and show interest. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But if it's fun and you enjoy it and you're a people person, it works good. I had a friend that did Halloween stuff. Mm -hmm. Over the years, he only did like three or four houses because he wasn't a people person. But he spent thousands and thousands. So it doesn't sound like that was very successful. It wasn't, but he loved Halloween. Okay. But it was the people side of the whole business that he didn't do or get. Mm -hmm. And so you have to think about that. Yeah. I mean, are you willing to talk to people? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Some people are like, I don't want to talk to anybody. It's like, this might not be for you. (laughs) Might not be for you, you know? You know, so there's, you just got to sit down. You got to do some pencil. You got to do some numbers business plan mm-hmm. doesn't have to be elaborate yep you can always if you're a member of a chamber or mm-hmm. become a member there's a score program mm-hmm. where it's retired ceos that will help you with all that information yeah so you have to take advantage of the chamber costs money mm-hmm. some networking groups cost money are you willing to put the effort in in that group so that people know who you are and it's time too yeah. Not only am I paying, but I'm showing up ribbon cuttings, meetings. But we meet people like you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for disclosure, I'm also testifying. <laughs> <laughs> no animals were hurt during this. They were discussion. not. That's true. Yeah. No paybacks either. We're not allowed to do yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, I love the concept of your business. You you seem like you have a ton of fun doing it. But obviously, like everyone else, there are things that we don't want to do, and there's things that we hate about our business. Right. Um, it's not always rosy when we start a business. Oh no. Um. What are some of the things that you truly do not like to do? Uh, bookkeeping and accounting. Mm-hmm. Seems I mean, to be the common are... theme of everyone. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not one of those. Mm-hmm. If I was, cool, fine. I, you know, I am a data person from my previous life as a computer programmer. Mm-hmm. So it's different than bookkeeping and accounting. Yeah. Data, you give me data, I can drill through that and find whatever. Um, those are the two biggest things. Um, it's tiring, mm-hmm. you know, especially what I'm doing because I have a 10 by 10 canopy that 12 feet high. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine said, if you're going to buy a canopy, don't go to a sports store, buy a good one. Yeah. I blame him. <laughs> this thing is six feet tall packed. Okay. You know, and it takes really four people to set it up when mm-hmm. you usually have one or two. Okay. So you're, you're breaking out in sweat even oh, before it even starts because you're trying to manhandle this monstrous spider looking contraption yeah and uh you have to get there early mm-hmm. you're you're you are your own roadie yeah you get there early you get set up you talk to people everyone has fun you have to break down mm-hmm. sometimes you get a meal out of it and they invite you in uh sometimes they don't mm-hmm. because you're a vendor you're not a player and a lot of times they give food and awards to the player yep um you know they gotta drive home mm-hmm. you know so it can make for a long day yeah so that's a fun thing to a point, mm-hmm. but when it's really cold or really hot or it's really rainy, I mean, you've committed that, mm-hmm. especially if you're sponsoring a home. Absolutely. You know, I've been invited to somewhere I didn't have to pay, and I've paid for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the stack of boxes around the house. <sighs> I try to, I'm, I'm controlling those because we're keeping less inventory because we're making, we're doing more of it local to grapevines mm-hmm. as opposed to having everything shipped to us from Oregon. Mm-hmm. So, Smaller boxes, less boxes, and so that helps. The wife enjoys that too. Um, 
you know, I, I just really the I just want to get out there and sell, show, get to know people, show them how we can impact their game. Mm-hmm. We also teach them when they buy units how to make their money back. Okay. And so we tell them practice really, really good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of golfers drink, just saying. We say, invite your friends over, apply them with some beer, okay. and then start betting. Okay. Because one of them is set up like a shuffleboard. And yes, bet. I've seen that one. And I said, before you know it, you've made your money back. Okay. Because everyone places bets out of the course. <laughs> so, you know. There you go. So not only am I trying to sell them, you know, but I'm also trying to teach them how to regain their spent money. Okay. And people laugh at it, and I'm like, you should try, try it. it. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> and probably if you practice enough, and they're even not drinking alcohol. You could probably still take it. still take them for it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. Whatever, whatever works. Um, that's really hard to say. And that's that's the idea when you asked earlier, how would you set up? You have to love what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And realize time and energy effort. And then go do it and take the good and bad. Because if you're really doing it, the ultimate will be the good. Yeah. And there's always something underlying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I mean, your ship product can get there, you know, not as soon as you'd like it to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's an issue. Yeah. Um, the customer's not responding when it's like, hey, I need something done really within the time frame. It's like, get me your artwork. Here's your artwork. Approve the proof. Mm-hmm. You know, approve the proof. Approve, I mean, if you want this, and then they're like, and it's last minute. It's like, well, now it's going to cost a rush. Yeah. Well, why is that? I said because for six weeks I've been trying, trying to get, to get you, you to prove something and yeah. prove something really simple. And yep. I just get the yes from you and a just say yes on the email and boom, yeah, you know, it'll be here in a week and a half or two weeks. Yep. But if you wait six weeks and it's in, you know, seven weeks is your tournament. Mm-hmm. We have an issue here. Yeah, and I can't absorb those costs mm-hmm. because we have email. So the other thing about doing a business. So why I put better. Driving down the road saying, do I really want to do this? Do I want to take time, energy, effort, all these things that I that I know plus more. And I said, okay, what would I call the company? That's the other thing. What is your name? Mm-hmm. Not something, yeah, it's something you like, but it has to be some, so it's like, okay, so I thought, well, what do most golfers want to do if they're struggling with their putting? I go, oh, they want to putt better. Mm-hmm. So that's where I came up with, I putt better. Okay. So I went home and I went on. GoDaddy. Just domain, see what was available. Domain was available. Yep. That's the biggest thing. You start a business and the domain's not available. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's like it wasn't on Facebook. It wasn't on Instagram. It wasn't on TikTok. It wasn't on YouTube. It couldn't find that anywhere. So I'm like, plus, it only cost me a penny for the first year on, <laughs> on GoDaddy. Yep. So it's like, you know, nothing worth trying to save money. So we are iPod Better and a few other things, but iPod Better okay. on. It's a dot com with one T and two T's. Okay. Because some people say I put better. <laughs> and I was at a guy's office and mm-hmm. he did that and it didn't come up. I thought, oh, I've heard about things like this. Yeah. He had to take a phone call, which was fine. Yep. It was just kind of a meeting. But I, what I do, I grab my phone, signed yeah. on to GoDaddy while he's talking, mm-hmm. but I put better with one T <laughs> dot com. Okay. And I got home and I redirected it to I put, I put better, better two T's. Okay. Because if people can't spell yep. on social media, we can't spell anyways. That's why we have a word. Exactly. No one knows how to spell anymore. It's yeah. all proof for you. So your name has to be available even in LinkedIn. I have a company page in LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. 
I put better. Mm -hmm. And then if you're going to make it an LLC, you have to submit it to the state. Yep. Well, you should have checked to make sure no one, at least in your state, has that name too. Yep. So there's all these, and that's just for the name. Yeah. And if there's something in the way, then you have to figure out what else would I call it. You don't want to put a hyphen or a dash because they, people won't remember that. Yep. It needs to be unique enough. In in my case, it's unique enough to talk about what we do. Mm -hmm. When you say I putt better, people are like, oh, must be putting. Mm -hmm. So that those are some other things you have to think about too. Okay. And GoDaddy costs you a little money. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of them don't. Remember, you don't own that data. Mm -hmm. You're just borrowing the space. Absolutely. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so what do you do then in your free time? I mean, you might not have that much free time. Oh, I have free time. Uh, I hang out with people like you, mm -hmm. you know, which is cool. Yep. And uh, you're a great guy. And, and it's not just because you know, I'm giving him money. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably be a better guy if he was giving me money. But, you know, another story. We're, we're going to work on that. Hey, so. I know. I'm just... Um, I've played racquetball since I was 13. Okay. My brother and I were top by the number two in the world at that time. Really? Yeah, he lived in El Paso, went to the YMCA that we were at. Okay. So I've played racquetball on and off for 40 years. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm into the back on stage because mm -hmm. I did get, I, I played with a group of guys, then I changed jobs and I couldn't get to the time frame when the, they were there and the rec center was open. Okay. Now I have some time, so I'm back into racquetball, which I really enjoy because you get to hit something, mm -hmm. and sometimes you get to hit other people. You're not supposed to, but they, you know, it happens. It does. Not on purpose. Um, you, it's it's playing racquetball with four people in small and close space mm -hmm. takes practice. Yep. Um, works really good though. Okay. It's fun. Um, you don't have to chase the ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all close. Yeah. I used to play. I never played four. I've only played yeah. one on one. So. Well, the group I played with eight years ago is still playing, but. They only play doubles. Okay. Because they're not all eight years older. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm getting there too. <laughs> <laughs> and still, sometimes the ball gets by us. Um, I spend time with the dog and the wife out in the backyard doing yard work. Mm -hmm. um, we go to Florida a lot. Okay. Uh, we found a place where we want to move eventually. Okay. So buy our products so I can <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. Help. He's trying for his retirement fund. Yes, please. And. Uh, we discovered getting on a cruise. Okay. So one of the network marketing companies I was in, we were high enough that we went on a cruise. Okay. I'm like, ooh, if I want to get away from the world, cruise ship. Okay. We went to uh, Royal Caribbean. They have their own private island. Oh, we, we did this this past spring. Uh, wasn't that island? Oh, my God, yes. And we were talking, see, okay, you talk about why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Well, we were talking to the guy that was driving the little cart, mm -hmm. you know? My wife and I are both commercial drivers. Uh -huh. We have 18 years worth of history in the school bus transportation industry. Okay. So we're talking to this guy. We found out it's like a school bus because it has the same type of braking system. Mm -hmm. So we had some commonality. My wife likes to talk to people. She always asks like waiters and waitresses their names okay. for that personal touch. She's yep. into the personal touch, which is what I'm into too. Mm -hmm. And so we talked to this guy and we were asking about, you know, how do they live? Where do they live? How do they do that? Yep. You know, and I thought, man. They set up a small hotel and you can stay here for like a week. The mm -hmm. cruise ship goes in there, drops you off because as part of the cruise line, you know, free food. Yep. And their food is there is is awesome. Yep. And there's so much of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I could I could I live could, here. I could definitely I could have. I could live there. And so 
we're ocean people, beach people, sea life, um, you know, those type of things. So okay. we, we do those type of things. We like to watch that type of TV mm-hmm. as long as they don't get too controversial. You know, the world will survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, visit family, visit friends. Okay. You know, just kind of a whole, and then sometimes it's just like stay at home, the lights off and the TV on and just veg yeah. because I am so busy. Yes. And so I take at least one day a week and just kind of relax. Maybe it's in the backyard when the weather is nice like it is today, yeah. this last week. I'll hang out in the backyard and, and maybe listen to some training videos that I do. I do uh, day trading too. Okay. And so I'll listen to some training videos, watch the market, just, you know, just relax and yeah. try to get a just downtime. We all need downtime. Yeah. No My wife always does ask me that question. She's like, why are you always watching TV late night? I'm like, it's the only time where I can shut my brain fully off. Right. And I'm, and I'm kind of into it, but like, I don't have to think about it because they're doing the thinking for me. So, right. yeah. My wife will go, did you? And I'm like, I'm not really paying attention. Yeah. And they're just, you know, or I'm like a lot of people, I, I'm doing something, mm-hmm. you know, and reading a book. Yep. Or I'm trying to get more into reading. I've always been a reader, but as business people, we get away from it because we're too busy. Mm-hmm. We need to get back into. So I read business books and I read books for pleasure. Okay. You have to kind of do both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so you know, I'm up at four, go to bed about eight thirty or nine, unless there's something that I need to uh, webinar or something, mm-hmm. and get in the next day and do it again. Mm-hmm. Maybe sleep in an hour later on Sunday. Okay. That's, that's okay. I'm I'm used to that, and I sometimes you know when I get back from walking the dog, I'll take a nap. Yeah. You know, for like an hour, I'll go. Oh, I don't have to be Jason's for an hour and a half. <laughs> so it takes half an hour to get there. I can sleep for an hour after I shower and shave. And yep. Then may rush through that and kind of lean back on the couch and there set the alarm. Okay. I, I was in the military. You sleep when you can. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's going to bring us now to our lightning round. So the last okay. piece. So it's just random questions. Okay. I haven't even thought about the questions. They just pop in my head. So I just want you to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. So the first question we always ask everyone is a hot dog a sandwich? Sandwich. Oh, the first person that has answered is a sandwich. Okay. Got to be different. I'm unique. You got to be different. So now is a hamburger a sandwich? Sure. Okay. You're the first person that's answered both those questions with it's a sandwich, but that's fine. Um, what is your favorite movie? The Fifth Element. Really? Yeah. All right. I love that movie, but that's, oh, it's kind of obscure. Like a lot of people. Weird, but that's, that's I, do, I do a lot of obscure things. What I like about it is we had surround sound in my house. Okay. Surround sound. I was watching one day. I was just there by myself watching it. And they shot the gun, one of the guns. And I, I actually ducked. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. With the right surround sound, it was a Bose, had the little. The, the three behind you and the two in front of you and the woofer and all that kind okay. of stuff. And we had wires strung around the ceiling. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And, yeah, whoa, I ducked. I'm like, why did I duck? That's like, that's a movie. This is not, this is not really happening. Um, first concert you ever went to? Heart. Okay. And my wife, unbeknownst to me there, didn't know her was at the same concert. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that story in another yeah. podcast. Um, first celebrity crush. Ooh, first celebrity crush would be, uh, do we all say Valerie Bertinelli? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, in the early 80s? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Of course. Okay. Um, last question. If you could have dinner with any one famous person, living or dead, who would it be? Jimi Hendrix. 
Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Well, Paul, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Well, we've said it. you can find me. I put better on any social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul at I put better okay. is easiest. Hit me out on everyone. Everyone's using Instagram. All the young people are using mm-hmm. Instagram. So I have an Instagram account. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the other thing is I have a couple other Facebook pages, Golfer's Paradise. Okay. Because golf should be a paradise. Yep. Um, you can find me on Texas Golf Tournaments. Okay. I'm an admin on that page. We're just trying. It helps me because I work with nonprofits mm-hmm. and all the tournaments are starting to be listed out there. So okay. it gives me contact information. Okay. Um, call me. 972-849-7958. I say it slow so you have time to write it. 972-849-7958. That's a technique too when you leave a voicemail. Always do it twice. Always I, do it twice. That was the first thing I learned in sales. Yeah. Um, those are pretty much the biggest thing is I put better anywhere. Okay. Perfect. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Had some great knowledge. Um, and hope you guys enjoyed it too. So listen to us next time as we bring you another great guest. We'll yep. talk to you guys soon. Thanks for having me. Talk Take- to y'all later. Take care.